70 bucks an hour from home? Here's how one Side Hustle Show listener is getting it done and how you can apply the same strategies to a business of your own. What's up? What's up? Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show because everything is learnable. Today, I want to return to the side hustle idea of remote freelancing. That is, what service can you provide that other businesses or individuals are happy to pay for? My guest today is a longtime Side Hustle Show listener. She's a mother of three, and when her youngest was starting preschool a few years ago, she all of a sudden found herself with an extra nine hours a week. It wasn't a ton of time, but in her words, she wanted to be a good steward of that time and use it effectively. Kate Johnson ended up starting a virtual bookkeeping service called Heritage Business Services, and today she serves several monthly retainer clients and targets a $70 an hour effective hourly rate. The important thing to note here is that while Kate had taken some accounting classes in college, she'd never been paid to do accounting or bookkeeping work. Her story illustrates that, yes, you can learn valuable new skills, yes, you can take action, and yes, you can see results. Stick around in this episode to hear how she landed her first clients, why she decided to invest in her own education, and the surprising new side hustle all this work has spun off. Notes and links for this one, along with the full text summary of our call, are at sidehustlenation.com slash bookkeeping. That's all one word, double O, double K, double E. And one other quick note here is you'll hear Kate reference the course she took to get started, which is called Bookkeeper Launch. You can check out a free preview of that course at sidehustlenation.com slash BBL for Bookkeeper Business Launch, or check out Kate's full review of it at bookkeepingsidehustle.com. As you begin to apply Kate's tips and land clients of your own, you might start to hear these magic words, send me the invoice. That's when you fire up your 30-day free trial of our sponsor, FreshBooks, at freshbooks.com slash side hustle, and you whip up a custom branded professional looking invoice in just 30 seconds, and you get paid fast. This is the tool I've been using for years when I need to invoice clients or advertisers And I want to invite you to start your 30-day free trial over at freshbooks.com slash side hustle and enter the side hustle show in the how did you hear about us section. I'll be back with my top takeaways from this chat with Kate after the interview. We start this one off with what attracted Kate to bookkeeping in the first place. Ready? Let's do it. I was able to kind of discern that Lots of small businesses are really good at their craft, but they're really bad at the behind the scenes stuff. And I have always been a great number two person. My my dream job when I was in my 20s was to go back and be the chief of staff for a Baylor University president. And I never dreamt of becoming a president of Baylor. I wanted to be that that right hand, that person that was like able to keep it all in my head, able to really advise, internalize all the all the data to help make decisions. So I thought that would be a good role to like come alongside a lot of these like really aspiring entrepreneurs, but who the last thing they want to do is just kind of deal with the the behind the scenes stuff. So that that was all appealing to me. I liked that I would be able to work from anywhere. That was definitely marketed in the course that I took with that this this was going to be something that was all cloud-based and being married to someone in the Navy, like I knew that I could not, I actually had you know, a pretty heartbreaking experience whenever I finally had to quit my brick and mortar job. The last one that I quit, I actually had to quit two because of him. Yeah. Like, ah, we're up and moving again. Yeah. And that's out of my control. And I finally was like, I'm not doing that again. So that was all, all part of it. Yeah. Something virtual, something that can be done 
anywhere in the world, essentially. You never, never know when the next, where the next move is going to take you. Exactly. Is this something that a new person would need to take a course for, or is this something that with a little effort you could self-educate through YouTube or through blogs or just through trial and error of doing, doing books? I don't think you could learn through trial and error. You could learn on your own. Like if your spouse has a company and they're willing to let you potentially run them into the ground, that's fine. But you're really talking about people's livelihoods here. And as I've been in this industry and starting to, you know, I've, I've advised a lot of other people about how to get started. There are a lot of really bad bookkeepers out there. And just because you can maybe pass a QuickBooks exam or take a, like know how to click around in a bookkeeping software, that actually doesn't allow you to know the fundamentals of accounting. They're, they're two very different things. Like you need to know accounting and you need to know a bookkeeping software, which is, those are two different skill sets. You can have good accounting concepts and not know how to use a bookkeeping software. So I like to distinguish those. And yes, there are ways to do that for very cheap. There are some great resources. Uh, one of the best accounting ones, I always say people need to start with learning accounting. There's a free resource called accountingcoat.com online. Um, that's not one that I've like personally gone through, but I know a lot of people who are trying to bootstrap things and do that. I mean, people go to college and graduate school for, for years and years to become excellent accountants. So I want to kind of put the fear in people listening to this, that this isn't something that you're going to learn in a week or a month. Truthfully, like I still have to study accounting occasionally whenever I get a new just issue with a client, when they bring on that first person on payroll, like how does, how do those journal entries work? Um, that sort of thing. So I'm always having to continue learning accounting, but there are ways to do it. And I, I pride myself actually on being able to help people kind of learn how to do it on the cheap. I also think though, that this is something that for a very little bit of money, there are several different paths. If you really did want to start a virtual bookkeeping business, there's a lot of courses out there. A lot of them are bad. So you can reach out to me and ask my opinion about that too. But there are more than one nowadays that will tell you kind of from soup to nuts, how to go about all through all the steps to get that first client. But the only ones that I'll recommend are the ones that say you have to have a strong foundation in accounting first. All right. And I understand you've got reviews of several of these over at bookkeepingsidehustle.com. Kate's got 7,000 members in her bookkeeping side hustle group on Facebook. So lots of different resources to kind of get yourself educated if this is the path that you want to go down. I just want to want to look at this through the lens of like, okay, here's a specialized work from home virtual service based business, like whether people want to start bookkeeping or whether people want to start any type of other home-based business, I think there's going to be some parallels there. But in this industry specifically, are there, you mentioned like, oh, the QuickBooks exam or something like that. Are there specific certifications that you need to be able to call yourself a bookkeeper? So in America, no. I do know that there, like worldwide, there are some countries that have something that would be called, I, I don't know the name of it, like some sort of bookkeeping certification. But in America, anyone can sign up for QuickBooks and start doing bookkeeping for people. So all the major software programs have a certification for, for their software. But again, just because you can get certified in a software does not mean you know the accounting behind it. So that's one thing to keep in mind. But so I have the highest level of QuickBooks ed certificate. I'm called a QuickBooks Advanced Pro Advisor. At one point, I was a zero advisor as well. As someone who has grown deliberately, intentionally, slowly, I recommend for people who are wanting to do this with not 40 hours a week, but as a side hustle, 
to pick one platform. Zero uh, is, is just as good as as QuickBooks Online in terms of being able to build a small business like mine. And as we should note, that's Zero uh, XERO online accounting software. Yes, XERO. So those are the those are the two that I kind of typically push people to. There's also one called Wave. Um, it has a little bit less functionality, but it could be something that people use to start their virtual bookkeeping business. But what I recommend is that you just start with one because accounting is accounting, but software can be completely different. And if you've got two clients on QuickBooks Online and two clients on Zero, you're not going to be able to command, especially if you charge value pricing, like I try to do, my implied hourly rate is able to go up as I get better at the software. Okay. So value-based pricing, meaning you're not charging a set hourly rate for your retainer clients, like, hey, it's just X dollars per month. Exactly. And so when I spend time on the Stairmaster early in the morning and I'm watching YouTube videos that are like best QuickBooks keyboard shortcuts, for instance, those small business owners, they're not learning those shortcuts. That's why the bookkeeping is so hard for them. But I can rock and roll through through my tasks quickly and study that, but it would be, you know, the same keyboard strokes are not the same in those two softwares. That's just an example. So there's some foundational stuff here, just getting yourself educated, familiar with the software, and the software with a service is a really common business framework where it's like, hey, business owners buy this software, they don't necessarily know how to use it, or if you can become an expert in it, it's easy or relatively easy to find people who are using that and kind of set up a service piggybacking on that almost. And it's kind of funny, I was talking to Bench this week, Bench.co, which is a pretty big virtual bookkeeping service. And they said, this is one of the first services that a lot of business owners tend to outsource or hire help for because exactly like you said, they didn't go into business to become an entrepreneur and then also a bookkeeper on the side. It's like they want to focus on their core thing. And so that's where, that's where Kate comes in. So did you know that roughly half of Side Hustle Nation hasn't started their side hustle yet? If that's you, I get it. Starting and building a business is tough. It takes more than just an idea. There are tons of moving parts, and it's a bit like trying to assemble your airplane in the middle of takeoff. Thankfully, our sponsor, Taylor Brands, is helping Side Hustle Show listeners make that leap and make it all a lot easier. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, making sure you have everything you need all in one place. Think of it like your behind-the-scenes partner for things like LLC formation, licenses and permits, getting an EIN, setting up your business bank account, bookkeeping and invoicing, insurance, logos, trademark protection, and a lot more. Taylor Brands helps you handle it all seamlessly. And to get you started, Side Hustle Show listeners get 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans when you use our link. That's taylorbrands.com slash side hustle. Taylor Brands, like a tailor for your clothes, T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A. Ands.com slash side hustle. Start your business journey today with the help of Taylor Brands. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire. But what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates? Well, now you can with our sponsor, Indeed. It's simple. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. The matching and hiring platform is trusted by over 3.5 million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster, and 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For my next hire, I'm using Indeed to tap into a talent pool of 350 million unique monthly visitors, and what else is cool is Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use it, the better it gets. 
And how about this? Side Hustle Show listeners get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Just go to Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Tell me about those first client conversations like okay you've gone through this course you said this is the side hustle for me like and then it's like coming up with the confidence to say all right i'm ready to go hunting for clients tell me about that all right so i don't necessarily recommend my start i was also interested in real estate investment at the same time as i was kind of considering this and actually those were probably the, that was the pat we were either going to like flip a property and i was going to be like laying hardwood floors or whatever you know whatever or i was going to be doing this bookkeeping so i was a member i, I bought a cheap little membership to this once a month real estate investor meeting. And they, they announced that they were camp, their speaker had canceled and they were switching to a speed networking night. And it was my, I'd never done a speed networking night ever, but I was like, I have to go. And I didn't even have a business card. I sat in the parking lot and wrote my name and phone number on some post-it notes and went and and met, I don't know, we had like five tables, like 10 minutes each. I don't know if people have been to these things. It was very organized and everyone had like 90, 90 seconds to talk. And I got a bunch of business cards and I gave out a bunch of post-it notes and I got a client out of it. So that was how I got my first client. So I'm a very scrappy, bootstrappy type of a girl. So part of me loves that story about how I got started. But it, if you have a week's notice, you can order something like off Vista Print and have a proper business card at least to hand out. But goes to show you, you don't you don't need it getting started. You just have to have the idea of the service in your mind. It, like, did you introduce yourself? Like, hey, I'm Kate. I'm a virtual bookkeeper. Without having any like clients or experience, of the, to to have the confidence to say that. So that's it's hard. I basically said I'm a QuickBooks Pro advisor. Okay. I had passed the test, so that gave me at least something to say. It also helped that I only could talk for like 90 seconds. So <laughs> I probably I don't know what's the networking advice. You know, it's like talk about other people's pain points, right? Right, so right. I was probably saying stuff like. I know that y'all know go know how to go out and buy and sell houses and that you hate your bookkeeping and that's what I do. So I said, I don't know, if I said something like that and I didn't let myself get like hung up on my experience. Um, I didn't ever lie. So don't definitely don't ever do that. There's a good chance that you're not going to be fully grilled on your experience. And one woman was willing to take a chance on me. Um, I think I was probably pretty honest with her. She was kind of a bootstrappy type of a gal. She still had kids in high school, you know, flexible type of a gal. So she was, well, you sound kind of like me. I'll hire you. That's how that match worked. What happened after that in terms of getting access to their accounts and systems? There's a lot of like security type of questions that come into play here. That's another reason why I kind of do recommend investing in a course because you can spend a week trying to like answer those questions. Like how do I get access to my client's books or what does the secure way to have them sign an engagement letter. You know, all these bookkeeping softwares have accountant access that you that the client grants to you. So she invited me to her QuickBooks file and all that. Like I would have never known all that. I'm a really smart person and there's no way in the world that I would have known that that's how these things work. So the nuts and bolts you can just spend so long trying to figure out on your own. And there's always a way to figure it out for free. So there there really there is nothing about this business that is rocket science. But as an entrepreneur, you have to kind of decide, like, I only have this many hours and how am I going to move most quickly to, to my destination? Right. That's a that's a good way to frame it. Hey, there's always a way to figure it out for free. A course 
accelerates that learning curve. Okay, I like that. Was this kind of initial onboarding, was this hey, after this speed networking night, was that done from your home and your client's home? Or was it like, hey, can I come to your office and look over your shoulder and we'll get all the access set up? Yeah. So I did everything wrong based on what the course said. So she was local. I'm a very like extroverted person. So I, I loved the idea of being able to spend time with her. I was still also considering like real estate. So in my mind, I thought, wow, if I'm a real estate person's bookkeeper, I'll, I might learn how to invest in real estate too. So I actually did meet with her in person some, but it totally wasn't necessary. It just worked for my context. So we started that summer before my kids were in school. So there was a couple of mornings where I actually did hire a babysitter because I just felt more confident being in person. I wasn't quite as comfortable with the Zoom meetings and all of that. I'm really comfortable with it now. What's the actual work like if expenses and receivables are all kind of automatically pouring into this software, or maybe they're not, and that's something that you're setting up. Like, what is the day-to-day responsibilities of a virtual bookkeeper look like? So there's all kinds of levels. My whole business has been built on a monthly flow. So there is no client that I have that I have to work on any day of the month. So if I need to like not work on them for a whole week, I can do that. There are some businesses who can hire a virtual bookkeeper though, who who need someone every day, maybe for two or three hours a day, you're logging on. There are definitely people who have that type of a client and who want the type of a client. For me, this wasn't what I wanted. Is that just like because of transaction volume? Yes. So, you know, imagine someone who's maybe paying a bunch of subcontractors every two to three days. Imagine a company, maybe like a pest control company who's got huge and they've got just client after client and maybe you're helping them. The people who haven't paid, you may be tracking that down. Yeah. Transaction volume, payroll issues or paying subcontractor issues, paying bills. You can kind of set all that up, but uh, it just depends on how large the enterprise is. So I deliberately kept clients that are not someone who's going to need me every day. It's a very like white collar job. I mean, you're at a desk, you're at a computer, you're doing Zoom calls. If all of that sounds terrible to you, then you're not going to want to, you're not going to like it. You know, if you need to be like making furniture, you would hate this. You would absolutely hate it. Fair enough. Yeah. You have to kind of have this accounting mindset or a love of math and numbers or I don't know. I would say details too. You have that like love of details is probably even more so than math because the computer software definitely like handles all the math now. Like very, very rarely am I doing math anymore. Although you think I would about 20 years ago, accountants probably would, but it's a lot more, more about the details than the math. Yeah. This sounds like perfect for me. I'm like the nerd who actually loves to do my own bookkeeping. Oh Yeah. For this first client, this real estate flipper, did you have a set price in mind? Like, how did you figure out how much to charge for this? Okay. So you're asking me all the embarrassing questions. (laughs) So again, not what is recommended in the industry right now, but I did charge hourly. And again, I mean, there was a time when, I don't know, just been hard. It would have been hard to say this, but I, so I charged her $20 an hour. So I charged hourly and I charged very low and I was thrilled. My husband literally bought me a bottle of champagne and we were going to meet our church Bible study where we have dinner. And the very first time I got paid from her, he like made everyone like toast to me because we were, he was so excited. And I I mean, he just thought it was so cool. Like, oh my gosh, I have a wife who like got paid for someone to do something 
professional. It's it's a huge milestone for sure. Yeah, it was it was so cool. And so I got paid twenty dollars an hour. I love not tracking hours now. I I am quite certain that I will never have an hourly ongoing client again. She was I had one other one, but for me, like I just I will, I would pass on that client if that's how the client was wanting pricing. One-off engagements, like a project or a training, like I said earlier, I'm, I'm currently charging 70 for that. But I'll just say like the way my business has grown, I have gotten to the mindset. I got my mindset back from having just been like a mush brain stay-at-home mom for so long that I am valuable, that I do have a skill set, that most of these businesses really, really don't know how to do their own bookkeeping. So they need me or they're better or not. Some, and every, I do have a couple clients who could do their own bookkeeping, but they can make way more money going out and doing their actual business for those hours they would spend doing their bookkeeping. So it's, I'm doing something really valuable. And I've, after two and a half years, I've, I've gotten to a better like mental place about that. So every client, kind of my pricing strategy has just aimed for making more each new client. So that second client, I made more, I did not, I made much more than $20 per hour. But even though, I, but that doesn't take away from how excited I was to make that first $20 an hour after having made $0 for six and a half years. Right, right, right. There's something to that. And and I think Abby Ashley, who runs the Virtual Savvy, and she talked about this in her virtual assistant business too. Like I started off at this rate, and then for the next client, it was a little bit higher. For the next client, it was a little bit higher. And it's a way to gain experience and to level up and to just, as your confidence grows, your income can grow as well. Do you have a fixed price for everybody who comes to you, or do you kind of like create a custom monthly package now if somebody approaches you today? So custom monthly package, and I try not to overthink it. The course that I took had uh, like a pricing calculator in there. And it's all like people try to like beat this value pricing drum. I think it's a little bit of a sham. I think it really ultimately is all back down to that hourly rate that you want to make. And even this calculator is built on that. Uh, it's this Excel thing. and But at the, top, the very top number is like, what's your desired hourly rate? And then it's it's guessing based on like number of transactions and is there weekly payroll versus monthly payroll? And it kind of tries to factor all that in to where then we think that on the average month, this is about how long it'll take. And so if you want that hourly rate, this is what you need to charge. And some months, yeah, some months you have to work more on a client, some months maybe not. So it works out. Okay. And that $70, $70 an hour is the ballpark that you're aiming for at the moment. That's what I put in there right now. Okay. And that's important to note if your alternatives are gig economy stuff, low level administrative stuff, like it's a way to really level up your earning power. But on the flip side, you got to know what you're doing. So there's, there's straight offs there, obviously a high value service, higher skilled service. So going from you know this first client to the roster of clients you have today, what else worked to market the business? So I did want to share a couple of things. I did I did get a client by a company called Paro, P-A-R-O. I think it's P-A-R-O dot I-O. And they are kind of like a dating site for bookkeepers and small business. I mean, not really. It's like a matchmaking site. So I interviewed with them and I had to pass this actually pretty hard test. I had to send my family out of the house for like five hours on a Saturday. And it was this timed exam where you pretend to be a bookkeeper. They had set up this like simulation, but I got in and then they have their whole sales team whose job is to go and sign small businesses. So one of my early clients was with them. So that's one way to get a client, especially if you realize that 
you want to work virtually, but maybe you're not fully invested in the concept of being an entrepreneur. And a lot of accountants are not. A lot of people who have the skill set that would make them a great bookkeeper means they're a terrible business owner, but they'd make a great bookkeeper. So don't worry about going to networking meetings. Don't worry about having a website. Don't worry about posting on LinkedIn and all, all this other nonsense. And you're like, if I had six clients from Pero, yeah, I'm not going to make as much because Pero obviously has to keep their doors open and take, take a cut, but you can make a decent wage. That's an option. I think, did you ever interview someone from Belay, Nick? I know, I know uh, Brian and Shannon, but I have not done that. Okay. I, I, I wasn't sure if you interviewed them or not, but Belay is another option. They have bookkeepers on their staff that they'll you know, kind of loan out to businesses all around the world. So that's, that's kind of one way. Okay. Did you end up onboarding with them? With Belay? No, I never even tried. Okay. I think there are become, there's also more and more. So QuickBooks Live is another program. So QuickBooks just in end of 2018 launched its own bookkeeping service. I think they like put up an ad in the Super Bowl maybe too. So they're taking bookkeepers instead of just being a software company. Now they're actually an accounting and bookkeeping company. A small business owner can subscribe to QuickBooks and they're going to get a immediately start getting marketed to to hey, do you need help? We have a team of bookkeepers. And they pay they pay a decent wage. I think their average wage right now is like in the 20 to 25 dollar range, which is I mean not too shabby if, if you know fits your family's lifestyle and your and your goals and you just you're supervised by someone so you don't have the pressure of like, well, if I make a mistake, who do I or if I don't know what I'm doing, I don't have anyone to ask. I mean, that's kind of terrifying. Luckily, the course that I took kind of has my that's my support system when I don't know what to do. It came with like actual, very, very experienced accountants who I can fall back on. But so quick, QuickBook Lives would be another like that's kind of a, a gig economy, part time virtual job, but not full blown entrepreneurship. And then if you want to just keep going down the entrepreneur path, my best way is just people that I know. So, you know, that game, like six degrees to Kevin Bacon, like that's how I think all my clients pretty much have been. If not someone that I know, it's like someone that I know knows that person. And I just try to tell as many people as I can that I have this business and it has just kind of worked for me. Once I got a website, I finally built a website about a year and a half into my business. So like heritagebusinessservices.com is where I, once I built that, it's just a little simple four page website. I felt a lot of confidence grow in my marketing and I was able to say to people, Hey, I, I'm a virtual bookkeeper. Check out my website. And it just made me feel a lot more legit. Sure. Yeah, it, exactly. It's not something that you need in the early days, but it is something that can make you feel more official, make you feel more legit down the road. But I like how you were able to validate this thing with a paying customer before business cards before getting a logo before getting a website it's just like no yeah i don't have a logo at all i still don't have a logo yeah you don't need that stuff you don't need that stuff okay with the website were you able to add it to google local you know google my business like trying to get local clients curious how the website eventually helped you aside from this uh, confidence factor so i think i probably could have done that but i have not done that no i don't i don't have a find me on google i don't think i if people are searching like virginia beach bookkeeper, they're probably not going to come up. And that's just because I've taken the approach of, I really do think it's going to be someone that's like not too many degrees away from me. Well, I think my third client was from the elementary school pickup line. We, we parents have to go in to pick up our kids. Okay, okay. He was, was one of the dads of like one of the older kids at the school. And that's how it's worked for 
me. So I haven't put a lot of effort into, I mean, there's no SEO for my website. What was the conversation like with that dad? He was just like, Hey, what do you do? Or no, it was that easy. So our school has pizza Friday and that's what like parents are encouraged to come and he would come occasionally. And I just ended up sitting by him and I don't know, I'd probably been at the school about a year and a half at that point. So I recognized them and I don't know, I just like, I'm, I try to be socially adept. <laughs> that's kind of it. I don't know. Maybe he, I think he might've been wearing like a badge to get into a business. So I was asking him about his business and then it turned out that he had this extra nonprofit that he was responsible for. And so it was for the nonprofit that he said he needed a bookkeeper for. Oh, okay. So once I had that business mindset on, I was just like looking for places to turn the conversation to that direction, if that makes sense, without being annoying. Yeah. A couple of different options, obviously the in-person networking stuff, your uh, six degrees of separation. Who do you know? Who do they know? And just being upfront saying like, this is, this is what I do now. This is something I can help out with going down the route of the QuickBooks Live or the Paro or the Belay, like going where larger companies already have a network of bookkeepers that they're referring out to clients. So it's like going where customers are already shopping. That's one way to do it. And then, you know, finally there's this whole level of online marketing and, you know, trying to find complete stranger type of clients that I imagine you'll get to down the road. But the important thing to note is here, it doesn't take a ton of clients to make a meaningful business out of this. So Exactly. I don't want a lot of clients. <laughs> Having an accounting tool is a must-have for every small business owner. So making sure that you budget for that from day one. And the tool that I like the most is FreshBooks, especially if you're a service-based entrepreneur. That's Sylvia Inks, a small business financial coach, on episode 349 of the Side Hustle Show with an unscripted plug for our sponsor, FreshBooks. Let's get your bookkeeping out of the shoebox this year and into the cloud with FreshBooks award-winning invoicing and accounting software. FreshBooks has been making life easier for service entrepreneurs for the last 15 years. For example, you can automate your invoices, so all you have to do is sit back and wait for payments. You can give your accountant access to all the information they need to do your taxes, and you can accept credit card and ACH payments right on invoices so you can get paid faster. With all these efficiencies, FreshBooks is saving Side Hustle Show listeners up to 200 hours a year. What are you going to do with all that extra time? To start your 30-day free trial of FreshBooks with no credit card required, go to freshbooks.com slash side hustle and enter the side hustle show in the how did you hear about us section to get started today. That's freshbooks.com slash side hustle. Where do you see this going? Like, are you happy with where it's, where it's at? Are you trying to grow to have a team of bookkeepers underneath you? What's, what's the future hold? If you travel a lot for work or for vacation, you might be familiar with that feeling you get knowing you're leaving your space unused for long periods of time and you're still paying for that privilege. But hosting on Airbnb means you don't have to leave your home sitting empty when you're away. Being an Airbnb host isn't just a way to earn some extra cash. It's a chance to share your space and make a guest's vacation all the more memorable. You might be thinking, eh, maybe my place isn't the right fit, but don't write it off just yet. Your potential Airbnb might be right in front of you. Whether it's a spare room or even your entire home, there's an opportunity waiting. Airbnb turns your home into a practical and even profitable venture. We just got back from a family trip to Hawaii where we stayed in a great Airbnb, but our place back home could have been a highlight to somebody else's travels, and we could have used the extra cash to help pay for the trip. 
So if you're curious about hosting on Airbnb, find out how much your space could be worth by visiting airbnb.com slash host. Once again, that's airbnb.com slash host. Yeah, maybe I jumped the gun by saying I don't want a lot of clients. Although I think I, I think I actually don't want a lot of clients. There are definitely ways that you can take this business down that path. But for me, my next step is to probably outsource some of the monthly work. And I've actually done that. So I'm proud to say that I have just in 2020 brought on a subcontractor for two clients. And that's just such a cool, amazing milestone. I feel really great about it. It's working out well. It's something you can test slowly and that's a good model, I think, if anyone is trying to to grow or maybe they get a client that they're not confident in. Like, you know, if a client has inventory or maybe they have foreign currency or, you know, kind of a little bit more varsity type accounting, bring them on and hire a really experienced, slightly nerdy accountant who loves that stuff. And they'll be able to do a lot of the work and, and you can still share in the revenue of that client. Right. This is one way a service business becomes a little bit more time leveraged, a little bit more passive when it's like, hey, I don't have to be the one laying the bricks anymore. Yeah. And another reason I'll say that I, I'm not interested in being huge is because kind of, as you mentioned at the very, very beginning, I have found that I have a unique skill set and interest in, in kind of encouraging other people to become bookkeepers. So my bookkeeping side hustle work where I'm helping people get started and go. I'm loving and I'm I'm passionate about. And there's a lot of people like me who are, what hell was I? I was like 32, had a kid, had a couple little kids feeling like drowning a little bit. I mean, I love my kids very, very much, but just like, where did my brain go? And there's lots of moms out there who are kind of like me and they like, man, if I could just have just a little bit of kind of that old self, it'll help me even be the better mom. And I love being able to have my kids see me work. I like them hearing them say like, my mommy does accounting or my mommy does QuickBooks. I think they say that they don't really kind of, get, but I love that. And for years I didn't, I didn't really have that. And not every mother needs that. But for me, it was, I, I found a good balance, I think. Yeah. I love it when the kid, you know, asking our kids like, well, what does daddy do for work? I don't know. He talks to people. <laughs> what does mommy do for work? Oh, she take pictures of people or it's like, oh, she's not taking pictures today. Oh, laboratory. Yes, she's at the laboratory today. So I love it. It's like, it's awesome to try and instill that in the kids too at, at an early age. I love this because it illustrates so many of like the side hustle show themes, especially the part about the kind of entrepreneurial physics of the, the opportunities become visible once you're in motion and an entrepreneur in motion stays in motion. So bookkeepingsidehustle.com is an example of working in public in a lot of ways. Like, here's my experience in doing this. Here's how you can get involved too. And I understand it started almost by accident on a basis of a Facebook thread. Yes. Yeah, so I think it was about September of 2018 now. So about 18 months ago, I was in a Facebook group. It was Choose FI was the name of the group, which is just a financial, like a personal finance kind of a group. And lots of people in that umbrella are going to be wondering about like, there's two levers you can pull to increase your expenses or increase your income. And so lots of people ask like, how do I increase my income? And someone had posted something about accounting or that they were an accountant and they needed to make more money. And I just chimed in that I do virtual bookkeeping and just serve a few clients that I'm able to do it during the cracks of my day. And the thread kind of 
grew and a lot of people were interested, but it kind of got too much. And someone suggested, hey, why don't we just make a small Facebook group and you can answer all of our questions at once and kind of be done with it instead of me just kind of being pulled all over. And I was feeling generous and wanting to answer people's questions, but it was going to make it more efficient to do that. So I thought I didn't know about creating my own group. I had no idea what to do, but I figured it out. And you stood out in the thread because you weren't pitching a network marketing scheme. No, no, no. Oh, gosh, no. I was just saying, oh, yeah, like, here's the QuickBooks Pro Advisor site where you can get your certification or, you know, whatever. I don't know what I said, but we moved, I don't, I'm guessing it was probably 10 or 15 people to this private little Facebook group, answered some questions, and I wish I knew exactly how it happened, but now there's 7,000 people in it. And by, I, by accident. Yeah, well, so all I would do is every once in a while, I would say a lot of my military spouse groups, too, I would like ask career question. I say, well, I'm a virtual bookkeeper. And if you want to learn more, I have a Facebook group where we talk about it. And then I finally like actually gave the group a proper name. I probably didn't do that for like six months or something. So people could actually find me. You can like change the name of the group. And then I don't know, people were really taking my advice and kind of running with it and people were having success. So yeah, then I started a blog because the only reason I started the blog was because I was answering the same question over and over um, because this isn't rocket science. It's like learn accounting, learn a bookkeeping software, figure out how to set up a business and then go get a client. But everyone has those same questions. And I kind of got tired of answering, how do you become a QuickBooks Pro Advisor? So I just made a, like a YouTube video about screencasting me, like pretending to sign up for a QuickBooks account. So then I could answer those questions over and over. And I enjoy it. I like it. I like seeing people succeed. Yeah, I even created a, tried to write a book this year. I did write a book in January, just called the Bookkeeping Side Hustle Guidebook. Yeah, I just, just knocked it out in January. No big deal. Yeah. Well, I, I just, I don't know. I know, I know how to tell people how to do it. So I wrote it down and I have that and it's all about actually taking action. And is the book on Amazon or is it through bookkeepingsidehustle.com? Yeah. So bookkeepingsidehustle.com, I think it's backslash bookkeeping dash guidebook, but I have a link on the main homepage. I just sell it on my Shopify store and it's just an ebook download because the important part of the book is it's very actionable. So when it talks about getting your QuickBooks Pro Advisor certification or your zero certification, I have a link like in the ebook. So as you're reading the content, you'll be able to jump to like the next thing you need to watch. Or if you want to watch a lot, I have a lot of YouTube videos I recommend people listen to by a lot of like really, really expert people. And so the link's right there. So I don't know that I'll ever make it a hard copy because the linking functionality is so important because there's a whole lot of people who know a whole lot more than I do about how to do this. I just have, I would consider myself probably the best expert at being like the hub of it all. So that's my role in it. And I can punch point you to the true, true, true accounting experts or software experts. I think it's awesome. I think it's really cool what you built and then by spreading the word, you've opened up another income stream, which can be even more time leveraged. Really, really inspiring stuff, Kate. Thank you. All right. So bookkeepingsidehustle.com is where you can find Kate's home base. Be sure to jump in the Bookkeeping Side Hustle group on Facebook if this is a side hustle that interests you specifically. But again, think of the broader parallels for any type of home-based service type of business where you can find clients, how you can gain the skills and expertise you need to get started, and uh, really go from there. So again, Kate, thank you for joining me. And let's wrap this thing up with your number one tip for Side Hustle Nation. So I thought about this. I want to say with this particular side hustle, we really need to have the long view in mind. So if you need $1,000 next week, don't do this. If you would like to have $1,000 a month in a year, or, you know, in retirement, as you're 
traveling in your RV, this could really be the perfect side hustle. So think about learning a new skill. Think about taking the time you know that it takes. Maybe actually take a couple of junior college accounting classes. Do what it takes, but knowing that you can kind of craft this life that you want and you could grow it as big or as small, scale it as quickly or as not quickly, you know, once you have the foundation as, as much as you want. So that's, that's my number one tip that this is a really great side hustle with the long view in mind. I like it. Thanks for sharing that. Nick, can I ask oh, one more thing? I did want to say I did create a discount code for the book. So SNH 30 off SNH 30 off. That will be my number two tip. If you get this little ebook, it costs hardly anything at all. You'll spend an hour reading it and you'll know quickly whether this is for you or not. All right. Very good. We will link that up in the show notes for this episode. Thank you for that. You're welcome. All right. Once again, this is Kate Johnson from bookkeepingsidehustle.com. Thank you so much for joining me and we'll catch up with you soon. All right. Here's hoping you drew some inspiration from Kate's story in this episode. I loved her attitude about being a good steward of her time and how even just a few hours a week combined with intentional action can build a meaningful extra income stream. She essentially followed the framework of learn, connect, and earn. And there's no reason that you can't do the same in any skill under the sun. And by being excited about her side hustle and spreading the word, like telling people what she does, that led to this whole bookkeeping sidehustle.com project in the Facebook group. Lots of good stuff in this one. Be sure to hit up sidehustlenation.com slash bookkeeping for links to all the resources mentioned and the full text summary of our conversation. That is it for me. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, let's go out there and make something happen. And I'll catch you in the next edition of the Side Hustle Show, where you'll meet a friend of mine who retired at 37 and hear how you can follow the same systematic approach. I'll see you then. Hustle on.